0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Welcome back to the Sprott Money News Weekly Wrap-Up. It is Friday, May the 14th, 2021. I'm your host, Craig Hempke, And joining us in Eric's place this week is Chris Marcus. Many of you are familiar with Chris. He's an author, he's an analyst, and he is all over silver at this point and helping us to finally make some change so it's going to be a pleasure to visit with Chris Chris hey thanks for stopping by the weekly wrap-up again
0: Craig it's always a pleasure to catch up with you Uh, I think you and your audience know how much appreciation I have for everything that you and I mean when you say I'm filling in for Eric I mean I don't don't even know how to respond to that but everything that you guys have stood for and Sprott Especially uh, going through my own journey, seeing how much you have to put up with to keep going on certain days. So thank you again for having me and looking forward to dig in.
1: It is a pleasure. And uh, before we get started, just remember, this is Sprott Money that provides uh, these podcasts, uh, the Precious Metals projection videos, the Ask the Expert segments. Please, wherever you find Sprott Money on the Internet, give us a like Maybe subscribe to that channel where you find this information. But also, remember to visit Sprott Money anytime you're in the market for silver, gold, or platinum. We've got options for both the small and the first-time investor, as well as those high net worth folks, savvy precious metals investors that need storage. You can do that, too. You can purchase directly online through our fast, secure checkout process. But if you want to talk to a human being and hear a friendly voice, just pick up the phone, 888 861 0775. We'll be happy to help you out. Now is the time to be getting some physical metal. When I'm visiting with Chris, we'll talk about premiums and how they're unlikely to contract anytime, even this year. In fact, probably only going to get wider versus spot. And then how that spot is very likely to head higher. We'll talk about that. Now, we've had kind of a challenging week uh, in the precious metals, but we're still looking to finish the week firm. And I'll remind you that in the last month, since we first started getting the higher inflation data on April the 13th, in the last month, silver already rallied 10%. In fact, prior to the sell-off this week was up over a dollar in the previous five days. So in the typical pattern, you're never going to go straight up. You're going to go take two steps forward and one steps back. And that's all that silver is doing. We are poised to break out. I want everybody to keep a close eye on the $28 level. Because in all of the fun we've had in the last year, we've yet to finish the week above $28. That's going to be a key breakout level. If not today, sometime in the next couple of weeks, price is going to continue to move higher on falling real interest rates and a falling dollar. And like I said, premiums are only going to expand. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let me bring in Chris because uh, Chris has worked so hard in the last several months. Documentally, diligently documenting uh, all of the efforts that are being made to tamp down silver prices, not only at the bank level, but <laughs> seemingly okay with that at the official level, too. Chris, I'll just turn it over to you. You can kind of summarize uh, what's going on behind the scenes. This global movement, not only to acquire physical metal, but to bring an end to this fraudulent pricing scheme that, you know, where they use derivatives and bullion banks uh, flowing metal around the planet. What kind of updates can you give us?
0: Well, Craig, I, I think you nailed it pretty perfectly. Maybe if there's only one thing I could uh, alter, I have not been working hard. This is the most fun I've ever had where – You know, you spend your life and career studying and doing certain things and uh, trying to be positive contribution to society. And then, uh, you know, Craig, and for you as well, I'm I'm, I'm excited where all the things you've done and I know it's not always easy. But, I mean, then these guys pull the biggest crime in the history of the silver market, but not very well because, I mean, geez – do they ever leave clues all over the place? We've talked about Jeff Curry's statements on February 2nd and February 4th, which did not mention the prospectus changes on February 3rd. We've talked about how when that 61 million shares of SLV were allegedly added on February 2nd, it, Rob Keens, uh, by the way, great interview you did with him on his channel the other day. Thank oh, thanks you for that. Um, Rob Keens was actually in Austin that day. He came over right as I was falling out of my couch when I heard that number. I, I think you've, you know, I talk to almost anyone outside of Santa Claus that will talk about silver. In fact, I saw Bixbyer at a weekend event. He couldn't even take how much I talk about silver, which I'm going to put on my resume. And no one I can find, and this actually includes iShares, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, CFTC, CME who I've all asked, how does the price of silver fall 10%? Now, I used to say on arguably the greatest day of silver demand in history, I mean, we can see the SLV or all the trusts, if you look at Nick Laird's gold charts or us, going back to the history of the trust, the one-day record was somewhere between 20 and 25 million ounces. If it hadn't been the 34 million shares that were added January 29th, When $61 went in on February 2nd, that would have basically tripled the previous record. So when Jeff Curry of Goldman Sachs says the inflows weren't that big, let's keep in mind that they were record-setting. So there's that. There's the LBMA coming out a couple weeks ago saying they were getting their doors blown off. And if this had continued a couple more days or weeks, they would have run out of metal. Okay, which is bizarre to say, because then they mentioned they don't think this will ever happen again, as long as no one talks about silver on the Internet until the end of eternity, Um, which I don't know if you're supposed to say that out loud when you're trying (laughs) to keep something secret. And then, of course, last week they mentioned, oops, we miscounted by basically the same amount of silver that allegedly went into the trust that nobody that... I would go to a social event with because I don't hang out with people who are liars or dirt bags. And if I find out that I did, I get as far away as possible. So that's the quick recap. Although, Craig, I really appreciate what you said before we started recording. I know I'm guilty of it, too. Certainly the things that happen, I think for anyone with who believes in honesty and integrity or the transparency that the CFTC talks about, but yeah, we forgot to mention them, and they're tamping down and all right. that. All right, you know, I, I'm guilty of it too. There's, and some days, maybe we're human. We need to vent. Yet, I've never felt more encouraged and optimistic of this coming to an end. So, for everyone out there saying, oh, we've heard this before," you know, the manipulation will never end. I understand that. And, hey, you can disagree with me. That's fair. I can handle that. But as we can perhaps get into the positives that are coming out of this and the way not just you and I are responding, but now the people, now that they see so clearly what's happening, if the banks have some way to stuff this one back in, go ahead and try it. But I would bet on our side.
1: The people have the power, my friend. Um. That that's kind of been my theme for the last several weeks. Uh, if it's going to happen, if we're going to make change, we're going to do it at the grassroots level, which is how it always happens, right? We're going to build the barricades. We're going to man them. And uh, if we're going to have any impact, we're going to do it collectively through the acquisition of physical precious metal and uh, take it out of the banker's hands, make them just keep stretching that rubber band of leverage farther and farther and farther. Because that's, that's where... The rubber meets the road. I keep throwing all these metaphors at you just to make sure you're paying attention. Um, Chris, uh, you're excited about this trend and how many people are involved globally. Can you just kind of shed a little bit of light of what your experience has been with that?
0: I'd love to, Craig. In fact, as you well know, I sent a letter to Commissioner Benham expressing – not just my concerns about when he talked about a market structure that tamped down the silver price, um, which apparently was designed with Goldman Sachs, uh, Citadel. You can go on their own website. Please don't take my word for this. Look at the Market Risk Advisory Committee and look at some of the all-star financial institutions that get caught in a lot of things that most normal people would go to jail for. So I remember thinking one night... like had any idea i know i spend too much time on silver i get it but that's why i wanted to write something a because i try i i do everything possible to be fair to the people i accuse things of so this was written to commissioner benham all the questions what does this mean craig how do we are there other times when the price has been tamped down <laughs> yeah. there's a whole bunch of questions that are unanswered I don't know why the CFTC's constituents are asking me. Why is Kitco quoting my Twitter feed rather than the CFTC about these things? Um, but like I said, the the beauty of what has come out of this is that I wrote that letter to him. I read it on my show, and I know there were some people who are saying, "Oh, why are you bothering? It's not. You're never going to answer." And that that's fine because that was not the intention. See, what many people don't realize is that when I did send this directly to Commissioner Benham, it was also BCC'd to a variety of folks, such as the CFTC's Oversight Committee, any of the media partners that I've met in the years I've been doing this. Especially who received that were the mining companies, many of whom have billions of dollars of claims and large legal staffs. And now they have a nice little file that has links and evidence. I don't, maybe you can give me your opinion on this. I was thinking about it the other day. I think that may have been a checkmate to the CFTC because at least as far as I can see, unless there's some way, Craig, if you can figure out how Commissioner Benham's comments did not indicate price fixing on behalf of the agency, hey, I, I've been waiting. Yeah. I have been. I tried to give him the chance to explain that, but it sounds bad. So you can sit there and ignore your constituents if you're the CFTC. You can say more and give more evidence. Uh, but the thing that I love is that I'm not trying to influence the market. I'm just trying to get the truth out there because there's a lot of things that get missed. And all I'm doing is giving the truth. And I'm not asking anyone, anybody to take anything I say as fact. That's why... I've never been more encouraged where in the last week, especially since that letter went out and people are saying, Hey, what if we contact this guy or why don't you contact this guy? And Craig, as long as it is peaceful, legal within integrity, I applaud and personally thank every person who sent an email to the CFTC who contacted their congressman or anyone else that seemed relevant. And I've gotten a, messages there's one uh, fella that uh, was silver shell games i believe is his twitter handle his name is chris he started a campaign hey here's how you can say that uh, sign something that says you don't believe in what they're doing there's other people hey there's someone who was created actually cause someone asked me hey is there can you write something that people can copy and paste and send and i was like yeah i'm doing as much of that as i can but if, if you can help and share it You can tag my Twitter account on it, and I mean, yeah, I like to think I'm doing, getting some things right, but this is this has never happened before. Right? You've been doing it longer than me. Has? Do you ever seen anything like this?
1: No, you know, and it it used to be for the longest time. You know, I was a part of a pretty small group of people that were waving the flag, trying to bring out the corruption, shine a light of truth on the criminality of it all and the fraud of it all. And, you know, you get a, a handful of people doing that. That's one thing. You get thousands of people doing that. It's something completely different. I'll give you one more. You talk about these mining companies. People write all the time. How come they're, you know, why, do they, why are they putting up with this? Why, you know, why don't they understand what's going on? Because a lot of them, they just don't understand what's going on. They're busy trying to get rock out of the ground and sell it and turn, make the company profitable and all that kind of stuff. Hey, do this. If, you're a, if you own shares of a mining company. You know, whether it's Endeavor Silver, maybe not so much First Majestic, or maybe it's a Hecla, it's Pan American, whatever. You get invited to their annual meeting. Now, this year, it's probably virtual. So all you got to do is take them up on it, go join the Zoom call, and ask them. Go on there. I mean, I can't do it all when it was just a small group of us trying to do that. When we got thousands of people doing it, we can. There's, Like you said, that's what's so encouraging, Chris, is that the people have the power, if they want to, affect change against this corruption and that's really all we're trying to do yeah
0: and craig actually i can skip a few steps for people there if go it's it. okay because i hear that question all the time how come these silver miners don't do anything and i had heard for years before i started doing a show that well they're worried about getting their financing pulled now i've had I, almost all of the silver mining companies on my show I have yet to, I've talked to all of them about the silver manipulation. I have yet to hear anyone say they're scared of getting their financing pulled. And in fact, that was why I sent that file to all of them. And so far, every response I got, there was one new company today. I'll leave them nameless uh, for uh, privacy, but they, they said, thank you for doing this. I didn't know that this was going on. There's another big company that before I sent the letter was saying, he's like, yeah, I, I get the feeling something's not right, but I'm not sure, and I don't know what I can do. My job is to get silver out of the ground at the cheapest price. And, in fact, I posted an uh, interview today with Taj Singh of Craig. I know you and Eric know what was Discovery Metals, although, by the way, they upgraded now. It's Discovery Silver. How yep. cool is that? And you can listen to my conversation with him where – He was. It it seemed like he was pretty darn thankful. He's like, wow, how can I support that? I find that all of these companies, when you lay things out clearly, that's why I don't – please, nobody, don't do anything violent. Don't do anything out of the law. These guys are asking to be caught. And then when you catch them, they go silent so quickly. And along the lines of just a few last things uh, to mention – I've been talking with mining companies about this, figuring out a completely legal way. So there's no, hey, well these guys were doing this or that. You know, that's why some things take longer because the CFTC and agencies like that are full of lawyers. Fine, we'll we'll do everything properly. We'll do it beyond properly, just to make sure there's no conflict of interest. So the people are wondering, can miners withhold supply? That has been discussed. The people wondering. Can mine the silver companies sell their metal straight to the users. That is being discussed for people who are wondering whether why are we using this COMEX spot price that you can't get metal at. And people say, What can we have an index that's actually something real? Someone wrote in to me, fellas taking the lead on that. He's our Craig. You said he contacted you. I know he's contacted a lot of the mining companies, a lot of the bullion dealers. And when people write in to me asking about it, I try I forward them over to him so they can talk to it, that's the best part. We've been living in a world where if there was one thing that has allowed this to go on, and if I could convey anything to anyone who's listening today, I get it. I've been there. I felt powerless. I felt frustrated. But if there's any way you can let go of that, if there's ever been any time where you can see that there are people who care, if you want me to go first, fine, I'll do it. Craig, you've done it too. And there's others who have done it. Bill, uh, Bill Murphy, Chris Powell, but for anyone, if I, I implore you, even if it's just, sh- sh- you know what, sharing the content—that's a big help. You know, there's GoFundmes. Uh, George Gammon suing the Fed. I have uh, one created to, to, to take legal action against the CFTC. Some people they like making calls. Call IShares. Ask them how the price of silver falls ten percent on record demand. Call the CFTC. Ask where is the transparency? CFTC's number, 202-418-5000. Look at the contacts on their page. Look, they give numbers for all these Goldman Sachs subcommittee members that Rostin Benham is asking to help make the market future structure. That tamps down the price. When you have a record wave of buying that the LBMA can't even account, and despite that, by February 2nd, the price was lower than January 28th before it started, so I get everyone's frustration. It's justified, yet, and I know that's my biggest challenge as well as to you know it's, it, it, yeah, there's some days you wake up and it's ticking you off. but there are people designing solutions, designing alternatives. If anybody wants to know how to get involved, you can email me through arcadieeconomics.com. But as much as possible, and I will do my best to maintain that as well. I have tough days too, but what helps me feel better is seeing the way that the people who really care and have the courage to stand up, you're making a difference. I've never seen this happen before, and personally, I don't. We're dealing with sociopaths, they can't fight memes. When sociopaths are trying to keep a Ponzi scheme hidden, and people realize what they're doing, People, you have a lot more power than you that's realize, right. and I applaud and, and encourage right. everyone who's taken peaceful action and stood up in whatever way feels appropriate to them, and I, and I sincerely do thank you for that. And,
1: and Chris, the most peaceful action anyone can take, even if you don't want to uh, do all the other things we've been talking about, diversify out of dollars. Okay, that's what the central banks are doing. That's what, like, Druckenmiller, who's big news this week, Sam Zell, another one, a lot of smart people diversifying out of dollars, and when you buy physical precious metal, that's exactly what you're doing. You're changing, you're exchanging your Canadian dollars, your U.S. dollars, your euro, whatever, for physical metal. So your downside is your diversifying out of dollars. But what the real action you can take, and understanding this is coming on a website, SprottMoney.com, that sells physical metal. But if you want to have an impact, buy some physical metal. I tell you, price is headed higher on lower real interest rates and a cheaper dollar as we go through the remainder of this year. So price isn't going to go down. Premiums are only going to expand. A lot of people say, oh, I'm not going to pay $5 for a premium. That's going to expand. If I might share one little bit inside baseball with everybody, there are no American Eagles currently being produced. American Silver Eagles. Do you know why? Because they're being redesigned. And when the redesign finally comes out and is available in July, they're all going to get gobbled up by collectors and wholesalers and people that want to buy the little books with all the new coins in it and the brilliant uncirculated coins. And the demand is going to be through the roof. There will not be a supply of Silver Eagles readily available probably till next year. I was told this by a head of a massive online bullion dealer. So if there are no eagles and people are going to buy up all of the Britannias and already the Royal Mint can't supply enough, and then they're going to buy all the the maples up. Then they're going to start turning to buffaloes and other rounds and things like that, and premiums are only going to get wider, which is also going to draw price higher. So I I just want to leave everybody with that, with the notion that, man, this is not – you don't want to wait if you think that price is going to go down or if premiums are going to contract. It's not. And Chris, I'll just leave it with you. I mean, that's the base way that people can have an impact. It was everybody buying physical metal that last week of January that caused all these issues. And I would imagine you probably agree with me. If you really want to get involved at the grassroots level, you can just simply buy yourself a tube of
0: of silver. Absolutely, Craig. And perhaps the last thing I'll add to that, I've been reading this incredible book by Paul Sarnoff from 1980. And he talks – it's funny because he says – 97 and 99% of all contracts have been settled, you know, and rolled over. Yep. But in October of 1979, it became startlingly clear that several of the largest longs intended to invoke the letter of their legal rights and demand delivery. I get it. I understand it's an exercise in patience, but it goes until it doesn't go. And we know Ponzi schemes go quickly. The paper silver market's a Ponzi scheme. The dollar's a Ponzi scheme. I can't give you the exact date yet, but... I can tell you that I will uh, be continuing to do what I can. And, um, and and I really do want to thank everyone. Uh, I've gotten so many emails and, and just don't worry if you get a response or not. Throw a thousand darts there, one hits. And that's, that happens to be the guy. You catch him on the right day. Uh, so, Craig, I, I thank you again for all that you've done. I thank Sprott. I remember when I was back on the trading floor reading Sprott while I was surrounded by Keynesians and it helped me keep my sanity. And, <laughs> Um, so it's, it's quite an honor again to be with you today and I just thank you for all that you guys are doing and, and especially to the people out there who are letting go of that, um, powerless feeling and, and taking peaceful, uh, moral, legal, ethical action.
1: Yep. Yep. So let's go do it again. Thank you everybody for listening. Again, visit SprottMoney.com for all your physical precious metal needs And again, if we ask, we've got to get the message out as far and as wide as possible. If you're listening to us on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or whatever, please give us a a like, a subscribe, a share, whatever you can. It will really help us out. Chris Marcus, Arcadia Economics, leading the charge, tip of the spear. Chris, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. And
1: from all of us at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.